Hey, it's Mark here, and welcome to the next edition of the Employee Survival Guide, where I tell you, as always, what your employer does definitely not want you to know about, and a lot more. Hey, it's Mark here, and welcome to the next edition of this podcast. Today, we're talking about menopause-friendly workplaces. The next frontier in the expansion of employment rights is the area of peri- and post-menopause. On June 1, 2023, Bank of America published a study entitled Breakthrough the Stigma, Menopause in the Workplace. The report surveyed 2,000 female workers and 500 benefit managers on menopause and its impacts in the workplace. The study concluded employers need to embrace this important employment issue and provide more benefits for women experiencing pairing in postmenopause, regardless of what the state and federal law provides. In 2021, the Mayo Clinic estimated that about 10% of, America, of women working in America ages 45 to 60 had taken time off in the last year in the United States because of menopause symptoms, costing employers about $1.8 billion. In addition, the Mayo Clinic also estimated an increased cost of medical care in the amount of $26.6 billion related to menopause. There should be an expansion in employment rights for women going through this period of life beyond what the courts and federal and state law have already provided, age and sex discrimination to be specific. Employer, employers need to create a menopause-friendly workplace and not wait for the law to catch up to the current events. The percentage of working women in, in the U.S. who currently experiencing peri and postmenopause has skyrocketed to the point that today employers realize they need to implement changes in the work, work environment to accommodate this, this important group of employees or else risk them quitting. According to the U.S. Census data, there are more than 15 million working women ages 45 to 60 in the peri and postmenopause phase of life, and employers are increasingly responding to their needs as a cohort, which is primarily driven by profit needs. Claire Gill, founder of National Menopause Foundation, stated, quote, women should not be embarrassed about the menopausal symptoms they experience or fear being discriminated against in the workplace because of them, end quote. You can read about the 34 symptoms of menopause in a link provided in, this, in the show notes. There is a great website uh, called for the American uh, Menopause Society. It's called menopause.org. The Bank of America studies findings in a snapshot. The BOA study revealed significant findings about the perception of and need for uh, menopause-specific benefits in the workplace. Key highlights from the report are as follows. Number one, impact on work life. Half of the peri and postmenopausal women surveyed reported that menopause negatively Im impacted their work life. Despite this, only 14% believe their employers recognized the need for menopause-specific benefits. Two. <laughs> Communication gap. There is a notable disconnect between employers and female employees. While 76% of HR benefit managers claim to discuss menopause with their employees, only 3% of female employees reported, reported having such having such conversations with HR. Moreover, 71% of employers believe they have a positive company culture regarding menopause, but only 32% of women employees agree. Gee, that's disparaging in terms of the difference of uh, the statistics. Employers are just, they're just uh, tone deaf, I guess. Number three, desire for menopause-specific benefits. Approximately 64% of women expressed 
a desire for menopause-specific benefits. These benefits can significantly impact the workplace environment, with 58% of women reporting a positive impact on their work when such benefits are offered. Makes sense. This includes making them feel more comfortable discussing menopause at work and increasing their inclination to recommend their employer as a great place to work. Duh, that makes sense. Employers can provide their employers employees access to menopause treatments, such as providing virtual appointments to receive menopause care through companies such as Maven, Midday, and Pepe Health. Uh, I'll put links in the show notes uh, so you can go through the links to find those companies. NVIDIA, uh, one of the biggest tech companies in Silicon Valley, uh, an employer with an estimated 13,000 employees, now offers employees access to Pepe Health based on the, the success they had with their company's British offices. Bristol-Myers Squibb has begun setting up a menopause support internet network for its U.S.-based employees. Other companies now offering menopause-friendly workplaces include Bank of America, which is the uh, author of the study, and Adobe, and Genentech. Number four, stigma and discomfort. The majority of women, 60%, feel that menopause is stigmatized, and 58% are uncomfortable discussing their menopausal symptoms at work. I, I don't doubt them, and I think that that's probably an accurate number given the uh, current culture of work these days. Um, common concerns include fear of being perceived as old, 32%, embarrassment about discussing their bodies, 28%. It's probably, I expect, expect to be a higher number for that one. Not wanting to be treated differently, 23%, and fear of losing respect for male peers, 18%. I, I thought that number would be higher as well, but I was that's 18%. Now, creating a menopause-friendly work environment. Employers should implement a menopause policy that creates or clearly lays out what support employees can expect to receive during menopause. The policy should ensure that all employees understand the workplace uh, adjustments and support systems are available to them so they feel empowered to ask questions. Such menopause-friendly benefits can include flexibility of work-from-home arrangements, which is a kind of a new normal these days, Shorter work weeks, which is actually even no, a newer normal, a four-day work week. Uh, access to fans and a good ventilation. An ability to control office temperature. Clean facilities, tampons and pads in the, the bathroom. And a quiet rest area. Employers can also develop office dialogue about menopause and encourage all employees to embrace this major life circumstance for working women. Cynthia Hutchins, the director of financial uh, gerontology at Bank of America, stated, quote, Creating an open dialogue on menopause in the workplace is an imperative to correcting any misconceptions about women experiencing this life stage. Note they offer the state, they call it life stage instead of a medical issue. Well, that's another, another podcast episode. It can start with something as, as foundational as creating a policy about menopause and then communicate, communicate, and communicate. Just hearing menopause talked about in the workplace can go a long way towards creating a more positive work environment for all, end quote. Managers must be prepared to talk the talk. According to the website Pepe, the following suggestions are recommended when a manager wants to have a conversation with an employee about menopause. Number one, ask simple one non-judgmental questions. Uh, avoid judgmental and patronizing responses. Speak calmly, maintain good eye contact. Give the employee ample opportunity to explain the situation on their own in their own words. Focus on the person, not the problem. Show empathy and understanding. 
encourage the employee to talk, and then finally listen actively and carefully. All good thoughts and suggestions for having an open discourse in the office environment and creating a nice uh, menopause-friendly working environment. Uh, the federal agency EEOC has not issued guidance on menopause. I was researching this while attending a menopause-related um, uh, webcast, um, and uh, I reported back into the um, common notes for the uh, for the podcast for the uh, for the, the seminar I was attending that the EOC I uh, said research on the EOC uh, website for the term "quote unquote" menopause revealed no hits or information for employees and employers. The EOC is the, quote, the federal agency charged with enforcing employment statutes has yet to issue any guidance on menopause-friendly workplaces, unlike the United Kingdom, which has, and I've, I'll indicate a show note uh, for what the U, uh, United Kingdom, which is really at the forefront of this entire menopause-friendly workplace movement, is um, just leading the across the board, um, uh, providing a, such a different workspace that uh, U.S. employers are just uh, chasing behind. Menopause discrimination is significant yet unprotected. Many women experience menopause discrimination often stemming from a lack of awareness and understanding among employers and colleagues. The experiences and surveys highlight the challenges faced by women going through menopause at work. Many women experience changes in mood, concentration, and other symptoms affecting their work performance during menopause. However, due to societal stigmas, and misconceptions about menopause, even among women themselves, which I actually found out when I was attending that uh, seminar, you'd be surprised actually how many women don't understand menopause. Um, these symptoms are often not openly discussed or supported in the workplace. This leads to discrimination of fear of ageism and sex discrimination. There are very few court cases, because I looked it up, I am curious and thought you'd want to know, um, covering menopause discrimination. As state and federal laws do not specifically protect women against this uniquely female form of employment discrimination. Obviously, men doesn't apply to you. Women who have brought legal cases that reveal their employers have referred to employees such as Lee, uh, I'm sorry, the, men, the menopausal one, uh, it was written in Spanish, so I apologize, or to an employee working in a building as the menopause manor. These two cases were dismissed. Uh, due to their stray remark basis, uh, not rising to the level of being uh, sex discrimination or age discrimination. However, in another case, the employer stated, quote, just some black woman going through menopause, end quote, was enough to decide the case in favor of the employee experiencing menopause. And I'll put the uh, link to that case so you can read it. It's a 2000, year 2000 case from the federal court in the District of Columbia. In a famous case, Coleman versus Bobby Dodd Institute, Inc., the lower court ruled in favor of the employer who fired a female employee who, get this, soiled company property due to a heavy erratic menstruation related to perimenopause. Um, in a recent 2015 decision, in the, it's called Messiahs versus Cravath, Swain & Moore, a very large, prominent law firm from uh, New York. A New York federal court said the court held a supervisor's statement that he was, quote, tired of working with menopausal women end quote, was not enough to save a female employee's age and sex discrimination claim, even though it was connected to the context of their termination. I think that last one just says it all in terms of the status of where we're at today, uh, that the courts are just 
completely lagging behind uh, any efforts to provide protections for women above and beyond the aspect of sex discrimination or gender under Title VII and 64 Civil Rights Act or under uh, the Age Discrimination Employment Act um, and kind of uh, buttressing those two statutes together to create some form of protection for uh, individuals or women who go through menopause and experiencing um, um, you know, discriminatory uh, stigma and bias at work. So it's, um, although there's a lot of movement and a lot of uh, fem tech companies getting into the movement, um, the, a lot of buzz in the air, and you can read about it in the papers a lot of times, the law is just so antiquated, so far effing behind the whole process that it will take probably another decade for something actually to, to happen. Um, but as you can hear from the article and from the podcast episode that uh, the the employers not waiting around for them for the courts to do something to push them or require them to do anything because they realize that women in the age group of perimenopause to menopause postmenopause are in the control group uh, that basically employers need they're, they're they're the people who make these companies in the U.S. run and make money uh, that's a pretty large population and it's what attracted my attention to this episode. Uh, topic. I've done one episode earlier, but this is really the driving force. Is it's? Uh, I hate to be, uh, you know, how I do this, but I, I, you know, a buzzkill here. But they're not doing it for women to you know make them feel good about it. They're doing it because of the bottom line. And I know this sounds really harsh, but that's why they're doing it. They're not doing it because they want to feel soft and fuzzy about the topic for women going through this process. It's about money. Because there's a large percentage of employees out there going through this age group um, experiencing these situations, and um, you know they're very vital and important to companies. So uh, that is why companies are doing this. Uh, I just don't want to. Um, I, I don't want to color it in any way other than that. That's what attracted me to this. The topic was because of the the enormity of the 15 million employees out there. That's not a small population just to disregard. Uh, so that's why companies are now catering to them. Um, so there you have it. In terms of the aspect of have I had any cases related to menopause discrimination? The answer is no. Uh, we've there, you, if you want to actually um, suggest cases, please do so. Uh, I would be more than happy to look into them. But I did some research as well and couldn't find any cases. Uh, but it's not to mean that there's not going to be cases in the future. Uh, it tends that the societal cultural moves happen first and then promotes the type of cases that are brought to court eventually. And uh, I would enjoy not doing a case like this, of course. Uh, but that's the current status of menopause and menopause-friendly workplaces. It's a good idea, but you know the, the truth is really behind the, the curtain, so to speak, that it's motivated by money by companies uh, instead of just this good nature thing to provide a menopause-friendly workspace for women, which is a great idea. Don't get me wrong, but it's not the real reason why they're doing it. Anyway, as always, I'm telling you what your employer does not want you to know a lot more because I sit around and I looked at it and I pondered it and just didn't make any sense to me. So uh, I'm glad it's happening, but uh, the real reason is driven by money. Take care until next time. If you like the Employee Survival Guide, I'd really encourage you to leave a review. Uh, we try really hard to uh, produce information to you uh, that's informative, that's uh, timely, that you can actually use and solve problems on your own and at your employment. So if you'd uh, like to leave a review anywhere you listen to our podcast, please do so. And leave five stars because anything less than five is really not as good, right? 
Uh, I'll keep it up. I'll keep the standards up. I'll keep the uh, information flowing at you. Um, if you'd like to send me an email and ask me a question, I'll actually review it and post it on there. Uh, you can send it to M-C-A-R-E-Y at C-A-P-C-Law.com. That's capclaw.com.